Welcome back to the Mom Bod Pod, where it's everything mom, everything bod, and a little bit of everything in between. I am your host, Delana Thill, and today's episode is going to have a little bit of a different tone. Um, I am still here at Taco Bell Bodybuilding for sure, but it's going to be much more um, like broad and applicable to you, maybe in this season of life, maybe not in this season of life. Um, but at some point in the future, because we all hit the point where we feel like we just can't keep going anymore. And I want to talk to you guys about how I keep going when I feel like I can't. Um, And I say this as someone who has been on prep for quite some time. And even the whole last month has been really difficult, really pushing. There's been numerous times, most days, where I physically feel like I cannot do my cardio, but I know that I need to go and do my cardio. I physically feel like I cannot give enough to the tasks ahead of me, but I have to continue on and keep on going. And today I got my check-in back from my coach. I am four and a half weeks out from my show. I've been on prep for 22 weeks now, um, four and a half weeks out from my show, and I lost four and a half pounds this week. I looked super tight. I kind of thought, I had brought in exactly what my coach had asked for like a final look. So I was expecting him to hold everything steady. And there was one part of my protocol that I was really hoping that he wouldn't adjust because I knew it was going to make my life significantly more difficult if he did. Um, And of course, that's exactly what happened. That's literally exactly what he adjusted. Um, And it's a video check-in, but I stopped watching and then just was listening when he said that. And just because I started crying in the kitchen, um, I felt so defeated and I'll kind of, I'll move back into what I, what I am doing, you know, moving forward to not stay in that place. But, um, while I'm going through this season where I am physically tested to my absolute limits, like last prep, um, definitely pushed me obviously, but it was a 16-week prep, so it was a lot faster. And there was, I think, three occasions where I had back-to-back full rest days, no cardio, no training, along with a refeed. Um, and I have had no extra rest days um, this entire time. I have gotten a couple smaller refeeds, but if you know anything about refeeds on prep, if they're like pretty small and not very significant. You're just as hungry anyways. Um, it does help with like the mental side of things though. Just helps you want to keep on going. But while I'm being pushed to my limit, um, my husband is also being pushed to his limit at work. Um, he's been working like 60 to 80 hour plus weeks. Um, he's a salesperson, so he's just very socially drained. He's at 12 days straight of work right now. Um, and we are having some more like time flexibility coming up in his schedule. It's just the busy season for him at work. And, um, we're going to be traveling, um, quite a bit up here. We have next weekend, we're going to be gone for a wedding. A couple of weeks later, we're going to be gone for a conference and the following weekend is my show. So he's taking a lot of time off and we're kind of compensating for that right now, but he's really at his end. He comes back home exhausted. He wakes up exhausted and will like call me in between jobs and be like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this next job. Like, I feel like I'm at my end today. So we're both being pushed to a very extreme spot where we just feel like we can't keep going at the same time, but we keep on going. Um, one thing, so I let myself cry in the kitchen this morning, right? And then I reminded myself that it feels like I can't do this, but I can. 
Like I have been doing this. Time is going to continue to pass and I will just wake up and show up and do the next right thing. That's kind of been my mantra for myself um, in life ever since it came out with uh, Frozen 2. I don't know exactly how long ago that was. I think my oldest was two, so maybe three years ago. Ever since that movie came out with the song, Do the Next Right Thing, um, it's a kid's movie, but man, that song really changed my life, and it has been a huge perspective shift for me for the rest of my life. I'm just constantly reminding myself when things get difficult that I don't need to overwhelm myself with the big picture. Let's just be present in the moment and do the next right thing. Um, that is something that has already today, just reminding myself of that over and over has brought in so much peace, brought in, brought so much peace to me. And I already feel just an incredibly different headspace than I did this morning. And tomorrow might wake up, might be harder, but I'm going to continue to remind myself like I can show up and just do the next right thing. I can just be present in the moment. I don't need to think about how many cardio sessions I have left until my show. I can just do this cardio session. The 40 minutes are going to pass. Then I'm going to get off the treadmill and do the next right thing, you know? Um, And another thing I wanted to talk about, I'm going to preface it with um, a very, very deep and vulnerable part of my life that a lot of you guys listening to this podcast might not know about. I do talk about it on social media, but not very often. Um, When I was 22 years old, I believe, um, my son passed away. So my daughter, Brooklyn, is five years old. And on her first birthday, my son Joshua was born. So they were Irish twins and he would be four now. Um, He was five months old when he passed away. We had gone out of town for Valentine's Day night. Um, The babysitter put him down for bed in an inappropriate manner. Um, And we didn't know that. We, you know, called to check on him before we went to bed. He said everything was okay. This person had babysat for us on numerous occasions without any red flags. Um, And my son did not wake up the next morning. And we got that call being two and a half hours away from home, woke us up at 730 in the morning and found out that our son had died. And so of course, that's a very extreme scenario, but definitely a case where I just felt like I could not keep going. Like, I didn't want to wake up the next day, you know, just... I was grieving. I was crying myself to sleep for months on end. The things that you would expect when losing a son. Um, And he passed away on a Friday. And that Monday, my husband and I were back in the gym. Like we had been going to the gym, you know, like five days a week. And that Monday we were back in the gym. And I had people like question me about it and Sure, like I was a very newly aspiring competitor at that point, but that was not why I was working out. I was working out because sticking to a plan and sticking to a routine kept me going. Even though, you know, we had Brooklyn and that helped too. Like obviously our daughter is here and that increased our level of gratitude just to have her, you know. Um, But needing to continue to show up for her would get a parent out of bed in the morning because, you know, you have to. But giving ourselves other things that we had to do and that we could be consistent with actually helped um, 
not only to keep moving forward, but I honestly think with the grieving process as well. And that's not to say that there shouldn't be times where we let up, that there shouldn't be times where we slow down in grief. Like I definitely had to do that. I had to allow space for that. But sticking to some kind of structure or routine, sticking to a plan, like creating something that you know is going to help you and then staying on track with that really helps me to keep going when I feel like I can't keep going. So that applied then, like we got right back to the gym, we got back on our routine, we um, kept on hosting the, or I'm not actually quite sure if we did keep on hosting or not, but um, we had like a small group with the church and we maybe took a short hiatus, but it wasn't very long before we were hosting the small group again. Um, we kept on showing up to church service. We kept on spending the normal amount of times we would with like our parents and our like that side of our families. We kept life moving while creating new pockets of space to grieve and to process. We we kept up with the plan. And it allowed us to be able to show up and keep on going when it felt like I couldn't keep going. Um, and I'm sure my husband, you know, felt like he couldn't keep going either. Um, and so that's another thing I plan on implementing with my prep. I have pretty much everything up until my show, every workout, every cardio session scheduled in my calendar and like timestamp scheduled in my calendar. So all I need to do is look at that. What's the next right thing I need to do? Now I have the plan that is telling me the next right thing I need to do. And I'm able to show up and execute that plan. Then you create the sense of confidence within yourself too as you continue to execute the plan that it is something that you can do that you can continue to show up and it helps you get through those rough patches it helps you see you to the other side of those rough patches when you keep on showing up and executing and following the plan that helps you get from the point where you feel like you can't keep going anymore because you start to prove to yourself that you can that you are continuing to keep on going. Even when you want to quit, you are still showing up. That develops a heightened level of confidence within yourself. And in a very difficult season where you could choose to crumble and to collapse, that is how you come out of the other side of that season, feeling strong, empowered, learning from that season, improving from that season, becoming the best version of yourself from that season, taking those lessons that you needed to from that season, you're going to do that by showing up and sticking to the plan. All right. And like I said, I'm not, especially if you know you're in a grieving space, I'm not saying that there's not room or that there shouldn't be room for processing emotions and for healing. That's tremendously important. But make those non negotiables that you know are going to help you that you know that you need in your life and stick to those non-negotiables show up for yourself because when it feels like you can't keep going time is going to keep on moving you're still alive and what you do with that time and how you choose to show up is up to you but whatever you lay out in front of you show up and do it you have more in you than you know you do and now is time to prove to yourself that you do so maybe you're listening to this today and it's not really applicable for you, but you can pocket some of this information for the future. Or maybe you're coming back to this episode because you remembered it by the title or something like that and you knew that you needed this message for right now. Um, and if it's for you, hey, uh, my DMs are always open. So feel free to reach out because as, as you've heard, I've been there. I know what it's like to physically feel on my end. I know what it's like to emotionally 
feel at my end and to keep going and to overcome these situations. And like with my prep, I'm, I got 31 days left until my show. I'm going to show up for the next 31 days plus some if I do nationals. And I'm going to get to the other side of that. Like I'm, I'm literally going to get to the show. You know what I mean? Like it's 31 days and I'm going to get there and I'm going to do everything I can in between to bring my absolute best. And I'm going to get to that show and be so proud of myself no matter how I place because I know I showed up for myself on a daily basis when I wanted to quit. Now, however this applies to your life, go ahead and apply it. Um, and like I said, feel free to reach out via DMs. If you need me, I am on Instagram at fit.mama.d. Um, that's how you can most likely find me because I have not been so great about TikTok in all honesty. So thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope this helps.